Kili Dishka Maburali Desaladare. We worship you, Jesus. As next year will be the the year of lights. And I saw the dove of God flying from the north pole of the earth, covering each latitude as he goes, flapping his wings. And as he flaps his wings, I saw fire falling down from his hands and falling upon the sons of men. From one latitude to the other, he was flying until he covered to the north pole. Then I saw a mighty sword with flaming fire, which is the sword of judgment coming upon the face of the earth. For mortal men have not been broken by the first judgment, and so the second judgment has to follow. That will bring the needs of man before him to fall before the one who lives forever and ever. In the midst of it, there will be thick darkness, a confusion and a chaos that mortal men had never seen. In the midst of it, we shall begin to rise the lights of God, for the fire shall become light to the extent that the tiniest lights will be visible because of the thickness of the darkness. And it shall be fulfilled. Darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over the people. But my light has risen upon you. And it calls now for discernment of heart. It calls for dedication of your heart and mind. In this very season, it calls for those who profess the name of the living God to turn to him and really seek his face. So that the judgment that will come thereafter, you shall not be partaker. For he spreads his wings over his elect. He shall make a distinction between those who serve him and those who do not serve him. And this must happen as a trigger before the coming of the Son of Man. The sign of the coming of the Son of Man shall appear in the sky. There will be turbulence in diverse places. There will be earthquakes in diverse places. There will be fire without reason. There will be cold in the place of heat. And there will be extreme heat in the place of cold. The heavens shall be shaken because the end of this age is very, drawing, is very much drawing near. I can see that the harvester has taken the sickle to sickle around the world and harvest the grapes. But before he shall harvest the vines unto righteousness, shall he harvest the sins of the people, so that recompense can be given that men can turn their hearts toward the one who lives forever and never says the most high. But it's a time to rejoice for those who have leaned their heart unto the Lord who lives forever and ever. Do not be caught on our wares, for these things are trustworthy and they must come to pass. They are not issues that man can pray against because or pray for. Because it is a weapon in the hands of the Creator who made the heavens and the earth to show that He is the God of this universe. So as to leave an opportunity for the rest of the saints who have been deceived by the devil that they may come into salvation. It shall be a great shaking that demands the faith of man to be very strong. That is the reason why you shall be empowered by the dove, even the Holy Spirit of the Most High. Let he that stand take heed, lest he fall. Many who have fallen shall be raised up back into strength. The mercy of God shall be breathed upon the earth, for it is written, Where sin abound, grace abound the more. In the days of judgment, it comes with God's mercy, so that those who are ignorant can still cry unto He who lives forever and ever, and then they can come into salvation. But why should you suffer, O Son of Man? 
There is a call from heaven to every mortal man to look up to he who was crucified and acknowledge him who will judge mortal men, both the living and the dead. The time has come for mortal men to stop playing pranks or jokes concerning him whose judgment is fierce. As deep as his love is, so is his judgment. And this is the time for the church of God to get ready for the last harvest of the earth, says the Spirit of the Most High. For he who dwells in the shadow of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. For therefore there is no fear for those who are in Christ Jesus, as well as no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus the Lord, Spirit of life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. What the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the flesh, Christ did by kneeling on the cross. It is the time for the rising sun. It is the time for the sons of men, washed by the blood, marked by the Spirit, to take the spindle of this world and give direction and insight into the mysteries that is yet unfolded. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name because are you not God, who created the heavens and the earth, whose word are faithful? We worship you, O God, because you are the beginning and the end. You declare the end before the beginning. May your great name be exalted. May you give hearing ear to everyone who is your saint upon the face of the earth. May we not give in to the deception of Lucifer in the old day, in this end time. I see fire burning. I see demons running. I see fire burning and I see the devil run, fled. I see from one nation to the other as the fire burns. I saw powers of hell left their articles and they fled. By the manifestation of the sons of God, which is the fire that is lit by the Holy Spirit that will move from place to place and nation to nation. I see kingdom overthrown. I see powers conquered. I see plans foiled. I see people exposed from their darkness because the light has shone. I see a holy indignation in the heart of many. And I see the Father rise up on his throne. I see beckoning his hand to his sons and daughters upon the face of the earth. I see a time for the righteous to take their place in the affairs of the world. For they will be given insight and direction to the things to come. Solutions shall be sought from those who are faithful. And the Lord shall grant them understanding to give direction into the next years. The next years to come from 2021 to 2027 shall be great years of tempest and turbulence. Yes, the world shall exist up till then. And even a little bit beyond then. It shall be a time of the manifestations of sons of God. It is a time that people will see the lights that have been lit by the Holy Spirit and many shall be drawn into them. It is a time to rejoice those of you who have labored in the Lord. And it is a time to fold your hands for the harvest of this world has come. O oh God and King, we bless your name. We exalt you. We thank you. Permit everyone, O oh God, who are your children, to be able to read into the handwriting of your spirit. Permit understanding to be given to everyone who profess your name upon the face of the earth to see and have a glimpse of what is being decided. Ah, yes, Lord, before your presence in the throne room. Let information be given to those who have the spirit of the Most High 
in this very season. Sight be given, insight be given, understanding be given, that your name may be exalted. Thank you, Lord. It is like a rebirth of everything. Father, we bless your name. We glorify thee. We exalt you. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are prayed with thanksgiving. Shall we say amen together, please? You know, I've been teaching you about the key to the Father's heart. And under that, we have been discussing on our television, uh, you know, the daily prayer. I want to thank every one of you really for your contributions. You know, you make me proud. Very, very proud. I'm very proud of you guys. Not guys only. Ladies. You see, guys is for men, isn't it? Come on, you, you tell me, bro, bro. Is guys for men? You call men guys or everybody's guys? Everybody's guys. Uh, thank you. I think I need to go to the school of, uh, you know, English as a beginning language. <laughs> I need to be retrained in my, in my, so that I can know what you guys are saying now. Or else, because the guys in our time is for men, and then the ladies is for women. But these days, all manners of English is spoken. Them potatoes and the stuff like that. <laughs> so, in our discussion over view of the year, you have been doing tremendous. You have educated me. You have spoken and reminded me many things that I taught you from December 31st last year till now. Which is very helpful. And so, this end of the month, we are looking at seven things about heart and mind and thoughts. And I see, with the prophecies God is given and visions that God is given to me, I believe very much that what God needs from any child of God is your heart to be right. So that your mind can be right. And your action can be right. So, we have looked so much into this issue of mind. Mind is the major problem of human beings. Mind development, mind something, mind this and mind that. You see books about this all over the whole world. Mind, how to train your mind, how to be powerful in your mind and stuff like that. But we now went to scriptures and found out that the mind takes its root from the heart of man. And Jesus can never get it right. So, we have looked at the seven things about your heart your mind and thoughts. The first thing we looked at is that the heart is the treasure house of good and bad thoughts. Jesus said it. <clears throat> we have looked at that yesterday too in our prayer time together. Your heart controls your mouth. We have looked at that yesterday. Number three, every imagination and thoughts come from the heart. Excuse me, please. I felt moved to do a profound two books on this. One will be spiritual, one will be intellectual. The intellectual is to bust all this myth that people have about soul and mind, which is not scripture. You understand? And that will take quite a great deal. Because we have to speak from their platform to be able to help them know that they are wrong. Number three. Imagination and thoughts from the heart. And then number four, you have the power to control your thoughts. Number five, you have the power to control your speech. And number six, you have the power to control your actions. Now I talk about actions. You are going to write very fast. Do you know that your action is what will determine whether you go to hell or heaven? 
Do you know your action is what determines whether you pass or fail? Not your thoughts. It's what you do. To succeed in life and to fail in life is not just your thought. It's your thought transmitted or translated into action. When you feel weary in your spirit and your body to do the right thing, your action that you apply to that thought or that feeling is what determines whether you are doing good or you are doing bad. And that is what gives result to us. This is the reason why, write the scriptures down. We'll look at them in detail in the New Year God permitting. The book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 12 to 15. It says, Behold, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me. And I will give to everyone according to what he has done. Not what he has thought. Do you see that? Reward is a, is a function of your doors. Of course, your doing has, it comes from your thinking. And the thinking that you have within your mind that you did not execute is a thinking that did not come from your heart. You can understand what I'm talking now because we have looked at all those functions. The thinking that you carry out as action is a function or it has its roots from your heart. So Jesus said, I will give to everyone according to what they have done. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Why would Jesus say those things? He's just telling you that I have absolute power. That's the reason for it. We'll talk about that very detail. I'm proving to the world, I'm the first and the last. Why should he say that? I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. That's I'm the beginning of letters and the end of letters. Why should he say that? Every language, well, I am the beginning and the end of them. So, what Jesus is establishing is that in my judgment, I am always perfect. It is a judgment without controversy. No man under heaven, no spirit can, can contest the jurisprudence of Christ or his judgment. In verse 14, verse 13, it is, it is, verse 14, it says, Blessed are those who wash their robes. Underline that. Wash their robes. That is a metaphor or an adage. That they may have right to the tree of life, which is talking about eternity. And may go through the gates into the city. Outside are what? Dogs. A dog goes back to his vomit. We are going to examine who dog is in the Bible. Not the dog in the house. But the dog in the house, God gave them some character to use to help people who are alive. Human beings understand a doggy behavior. It says those who practice magic arts. The sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolater, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. He says they are outside the kingdom of God. So if they are outside the kingdom of God, it means that the benefit of the kingdom of God on earth, they will not get. Then when they die, they cannot enter into paradise. I will talk to you about paradise hell. Is hell real? <laughs> I will show you about hell is real in the new year. I promise you that. And I will show you heaven is real. Where is hell? I will tell you. I will help you know it. Where is heaven? We are going to look at it. And we are going to look at it in every ramification. Spiritually, scientifically, establish hell and heaven. And we are going to look at it. Second scriptures to note is the book of Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. I'm talking about your actions. It says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due to him for everything he has done while in the body. And he says, Whether good or bad. And this is talking about if you even get to heaven, you are going to sit to receive reward. 
So some of us, our work will be classified as bad. Some of us, our works will be classified as good. We will look at what, 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 what does God consider, all right, to classify a work. <laughs> what does he consider? You know, like, you know, some people will commit some offense and they will be discharged because the offense needs to be, to be established by, you know, beyond reasonable doubt. All right? Another group can come and say that, though you have been, you have been, you have been discharged because it is, you know, it has not been proven beyond reasonable doubt. However, under the balance of probability, we believe that you are not, you are not, um, you are not vindicated. We're going to see that in the Bible. How does God judge? Your work, your action I'm talking about as you're going to the new year. The third scripture, very quickly, is 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 11. It says, do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Who are the wicked therefore? Do not be deceived. So which means the wicked is somebody who chose to be deceived. Are we together now? For a righteous man to become wicked, he must first accept deception. And all that's all the devil is doing to the mind of human beings. To just deceive them. So that they will derogate from the standard moral law of God and they will believe they can do anything. Anything is moral as long as that's what you define it. So wickedness will become godliness to them. But those who have been deceived, they now begin to talk about the functions of it. He says, do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor, nor slanderers, nor swindlers, nor, nor will inherit the kingdom of God. If you are found in any of this, then you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Even if you believe you will inherit the kingdom of God. You don't inherit the kingdom of God because you believe it. You inherit the kingdom of God because of your action in which you died. When God visited you, what he found in your hand. Somebody may be a thief for all his life. And be living a vicious life in England. But the day Lord catches up against you. Everything changes. Everything changes. So the life you are living because you are escaping the Lord doesn't mean that what you are doing is right. <clears throat> when the Lord catches up. <clears throat> Therefore, in closing, what are the three steps you need to take? Or what are the steps you need to take? Number one, submit, submit yourself to God. I beg you. With God is win-win. I'm drinking ginger. Because I need to tell you, because somebody can say that, ah, when that man finished drinking, he come out with power. <laughs> it is ginger water I'm drinking, though. My power comes from the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> you know, when I was doing crusade in Nigeria, and the witches were being bamboozed by the Holy Spirit, sometimes Holy Spirit excites himself. When I move among them, you see people screaming, ah, you demons are flying out of them. I didn't talk to them more. They are talking to one another. <laughs> and so when I pass, somebody is shaking, shaking, shaking because he has some devils in him. 
And they, they, they went to their meeting, you know, one of them who came and confessed. He said, they said that, you see, that pastor, his power is in his briefcase. Because mommy bought me a briefcase at the time. I always carry that briefcase, you know. I said, that, that pastor, the power is in the, if you can get his briefcase, you get his power. So one of them <laughs> attempted and he was arrested by God and he was confessing. Say, we believe your power is in the briefcase. I said, yes, it's the briefcase. Because when you open that briefcase, what you find out is my Bible. I said, your prophet was correct. <laughs> However, take my Bible. It's inside my heart. <laughs> you can't take it from my heart. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, don't be deceived. And it says all these, no thieves, no greedy, no slanderers, no swindlers, no, we inherit the kingdom. And that, sorry, now we are looking at submitting yourself to God. I've given you that. Submitting yourself to God. Number two, resist the devil. The three things you need to do. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil. Don't be angry when you feel like being, want to be angry. Or when you are getting angry, don't speak. Walk away from this environment that makes you angry. That's all. Husband and wife, you listen to me, you live a blissful life. Allow other people to be themselves. You are a human being, they are human beings. So they may derogate from your opinion. Why you don't accept what they are saying, then be be conscious and be cautious. That your disagreement does not mean misdemeanor. It doesn't mean misbehavior. I mean, disagree with you doesn't mean I should misbehave uh, at you. Isn't it? Because if I also misbehave, I, I'm guilty of something. You know, Paul and, and Peter had sharp argument, isn't it? You just read it, isn't it? But they were still friends. Paul had sharp argument with Barnabas and then John Mark issue, and then eventually said, John Mark, follow me. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> practice, practice this now. Resist the devil. We talk much about this in the new year. Be self-controlled and alert. Those are the three major things. You have the three ingredients carrying along in your heart into the new year. There's nothing the devil can do with you. Let me say, some of you might have been having some weariness in your body, you know, you know, you know, feeling tired and, you know, you are not able to, you feel like doing some things, you wake up and you can't do those things. You just discover that you have been boisterous before, but over the past few months, you have been retarding and you have been boisterous and stuff. Let me tell you, that's what they call a mental health issue. Doctor, am I correct? Yes, that's what they call mental health issue. But in the Bible, we don't call it mental health, we call it demonic attack. Are you with me now? There are factors that happen over the past few days that can be, that can, Satan can use to trigger that. The factor is that our freedom has been limited by all the laws to protect us. Are you with me now? So when your body is used to a particular mode of things, and suddenly you are restricted from those mode of things, what happens is that all your adrenaline that you have been, you know, expanding before, and all your exuberance before, is not being killed gradually, being killed gradually, being killed gradually. That is the reason why the prayer we are doing daily is good for you. I want to hug you, I can't hug you. Don't you think you have effect on my side? Is this psych or call, Pastor? Yeah. I want to hug you. I came to speak to the choir now, like Nicola, like Nicola Sojourn. I didn't put my 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 <laughs> face mask. So after talking to them, I remember that I didn't put my face. I ran to the room and I wore my face mask. I came back to them. I have my face mask. 
There are some normal life we have been used to, but we have to stop them for a while because of the situation we find ourselves globally. So that will have psychological effects on you. And you know what Satan does? Satan prays on any foothold. So what you can do to get yourself free of that? Prayer. If you observe hours of prayer, you understand me? Prayer 9, prayer 3, prayer 12. Walk around when you are praying. Sing praise unto God and thank God. Pray in tongues, pray in tongues, pray in tongues, pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Boom! Your spirit, your body will shake off. And then you will get back to yourself. The exercise that Christians can do now to keep on top and even increase in their, in their potency is praying in tongues. That's why you have to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you can pray in tongues, when you wake up in the midnight, you feel tired, you can bust out yourself. Tongue will take you beyond the natural into supernatural. That is the grace of tongues. Really, when you want to remember something you can't remember, begin to pray in tongues, it will come back to your memory. All the time. So the gift God has given you is that. So within now and the end of this month, if you know you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, just focus on that alone. Is enough for you. I think my time is up. Yes, it is up. So therefore, those three things we'll talk much about that. <clears throat> and in looking at that, I'll give you a final charge. When we look at that, I will show you the things you need to get rid of in the new year. And the things that you need to adopt, practical things. And the final charge is Ephesians 5, 1 to 2. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly beloved children. And live the, a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. We're going to stop there today. But by the grace of God, I think I've opened up something that is quite vast, which when we get into the new year, I want us to explore. Because these templates, you need to write them down. And if you apply these templates, you will discover that your life will just be normal. A normal life, in my understanding, is a life that pleases God. An abnormal life is a life that doesn't please God. An abnormality in life is a function that doesn't please God. As you are pleasing God in this area, in this other area, you are not pleasing God. So if you write these things down, how can you imitate God? Get rid of this, get rid of this, get rid of this, get rid of this, get rid of this. And you now begin to practice it, okay? Then the Holy Spirit will help you and I and bring us to the place where He are prepared. Let me say there will be a lot of encounters, heavenly encounters given to saints of God. Now when the Holy Spirit moves upon the face of the earth, people will operate in diverse power, miraculous healing. You know, the plague that is coming, that is going to happen after this happens, it is only Jesus that will heal it. Medical science will be totally flattened when that will come. There will be no medical solution. Write me down. And this is where the power of the Holy Spirit, you lay hands on those who have the plague, boom, they will be healed. And people will begin to recognize that it is in Jesus they can be healed. And those who are children of salvation will run back to Christ. Those who are children of perdition will insist until they are killed, until they are slain by the plague. 
there will be a reshaking that the heart of men will fill them. And that's why God is preparing you and I now in the realm of our heart, our mind, and our spirit. Apart from the fact that our soul will rest in paradise when we die. We will enjoy the peace of our soul in this age. And will enjoy the manifestation of grace of paradise in this world before we are taken away from the sin. May the Lord bless you. Let me pray with you. My God and my King, there are some things you speak from my mouth that is beyond human understanding. Sometimes I hear them and I have to catch up to understand. I pray for everyone under my voice today. God, the Holy Spirit, that you grant deep understanding to the very few words I've spoken. And that by your word, every life be transformed to your goodness and glory. If anyone is not born again under my voice, Lord, grant them the grace of salvation. People who are feeling they are too old, may you open their eyes to see that if they are old, what about you, ancient of days? Are you young? Lord, let them catch up with the understanding that there is no old age before the living God. The God who appeared to a man at the age of 40, called Moses, at the age of 80, called Moses, and sent him on an errand to deliver a nation. And he did it for another 40 years. And the one who never grows old, strengthen every feeble person. Empower and grace us. We lean on you, Lord. We lean on your wisdom, Lord. We lean on your strength, Lord. We lean on your intelligence, Lord. You have promised, Lord, my spirit that is upon you and my word in your lips will not depart from your mouth and will not depart from the mouth of your children and your descendants. That will be our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Anyone that was sick under my voice, if you are sick, I declare you healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I speak to your bones and joints, be healed in the name of Jesus. I speak to your liver, kidney, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be made whole. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, I command the heart to open his mouth and swallow infirmities in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You will enter the new year with singing. Everlasting joy will crown your head. Sorrow and sigh will not enter therein with you. So shall it be, and so it is. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are prayed with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Put your hands together for the King of heaven. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May the God of Abraham give you all the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Even as you go into the new year, you will shout for joy when you are victorious and will lift up the banners in the name of our God. May the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham in Bethel and made a promise and covenant with him, the one who confirmed this covenant in Isaac and fulfilled in Jacob, may he remember you and I and remember all your requests from January, and may he answer you according to his sovereign power. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.